Yo, 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 welcome to another episode of Code and Culture. I'm your guy, Yazi, and this is a weekly podcast where I like to help you break the mold and crack the code to old habits and thinking through insights, interviews, and rants, all while decoding conversations into practical systems so you can become a better player in the game of life. And if that sounds great to you, then head over to our Facebook page, IG, and Reddit thread and join the conversation. And without further ado, let's get into today's episode. What's up, family, and welcome back to Code and Culture. I'm your guy, Yazi, and today's guest is Aaron Legend. He's a former pro physique athlete, trainer, mentor, speaker, and actor. Some would say he's a man of many hats. I like to say he's a modern renaissance man. We talk about his upbringing in Canada, as well as how he's adapting to life here in L.A. We get into what inspires him and what continues to inspire him. The gems that we drop today, you're able to pick them up and apply them to your life and use them for your good. So without further ado, because I don't want to hold you too long, let's get into today's conversation with Aaron Legend. What's going on? So Aaron Legend here. Just want to say appreciate you having me on. Both Aaron's. Both of us are Aaron. Right now, <laughs> so I love that. Like that already, that already just excites me in general, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm here. I'm from Canada. Mm-hmm. I've been living in Los Angeles now for the past nine months. Yeah, it's been a blessing. Um, I feel so aligned and so connected to my purpose right now more than anything mm-hmm. um as aaron was saying <laughs> we're gonna have to get used to that yeah right <laughs> as aaron was saying um you know i i've um had a lot of accreditation in the fitness industry the fitness world as a world champion mm-hmm. canada's first world champion in the physique division let's go i uh, got to represent canada at the olympia stage got yeah. to compete at the arnold classics i was invited to that it's like a really prestigious event yeah uh, you know, celebrity personal trainer. I've worked with a few celebrities, actors, and stuff like that as well. So the fitness kind of part of my life is very dominant. Mm-hmm. However, you know, I have a lot of other interests and um, occupations in music, acting, public speaking, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just social media and stuff like that, agencies and whatnot too. So I'd like to stay as active as I possibly can. And I think one of the things that I can, um, you know, kind of pat myself on the back about is just being able to be very resourceful and strong in terms of communication and networking. It's really easy for me to talk to people and to kind of actually bring opportunities to other people as well. You know, I think from a young age, I was able to uh, understand my purpose. Okay. You know, and I know a lot of people are always trying to chase their purpose. Maybe they never achieve it. Um, But for me, you know, thank to God or the universe, however you want to put it, I was able to understand from a young age that my purpose in life is to bring people together mm-hmm. and elevate them. Mm-hmm. It's not always about money. It's not always about, you know, doing things, trying to get a favor from someone else because down the line, maybe they're going to help you out this way, that way, or whatever. Bad it's way. really about, um, you know, just helping people connect to their own purpose. That's how I feel about it, at least, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So that brings me a lot of pride, a lot of joy, being able to help elevate a lot of people and really, you know, um, extract their talents in a way that they can see it, but also in a way that the world can appreciate it too. Got it. 
So ha- you said that at a young age you discovered your purpose. How did you stumble upon it? How like what what clicked in your mind? What what made you say, "Hey, this is the route that I'm taking?" Honestly, I can't quite say that I know what the main trigger was, was for mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. but I can state um, you know, there was a few things and people in my life of influence that really helped me uh, connect to my purpose, right? Okay. And having two older brothers, I think mm-hmm. was uh, you know, kind of like paramount to that in the sense of uh, I learned a lot from their mistakes yep. or I learned a lot about what I was capable through just watching them grow up and having like having like older siblings is actually such a blessing. And I didn't even appreciate it at the time, obviously, but it helped it helps mold you into who you become. Exactly. You know, even if they have toxicity and toxic energy, I'm not yeah. saying that they do, but I'm just saying like it's all about how you perceive it. If they have toxic energy, then that forces you to adapt and grow in a different way. If they have positive supportive energy, which my family supported uh everything i was doing yeah then that helps mold you into a different person but ultimately it's your choice so uh, i'd say my brother's influence uh helped inspire me to become who i am today mm-hmm. but also uh, my father would read a lot of books yeah. about spirituality uh you know growth mm-hmm. self-help things like that and i found it fascinating because i technically woke up at like eight years old gotcha you know, I, my dad would read these books and I would just stand in the doorway and talk to him for like hours about his readings and teachings. And, you know, uh, as both of us are Virgos, yeah, yeah, we <laughs> you did. and I, uh, I just had this voracious desire for information. Yep. So I just learned these things. And I remember, you know, um, it was very important for me once I realized the conscious state of awareness mm-hmm. and doing everything with intention. Because a lot of people are still asleep and they're not thinking about thinking. They just kind of let life guide them and flow and it just life happens to them not for them right so that's something that i've put a lot of time and energy um and attention towards Mm -hmm. is intention yeah exactly you know what i'm saying so um once i was able to kind of determine who it was that i felt that i needed to be Mm -hmm. everything else just kind of started to fall into place and reverse engineering obviously is part of my process in terms of um, manifestation, if you want to call it that, yeah. and being able to create the life that I that I want to live, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, everything that I've said that I wanted to do in my life that I committed myself to, I've I've done, yeah. you know, for the most part. There's a few things on the bucket list that I'd like to still, you know, conquer. Give it a shot, yeah. And give it a shot, yeah. And that's the thing about me is like I love just doing new things. You know, yeah. people that watch my social media are always like, I didn't know you could do this. I didn't know you can do that. And it's just like. I feel like as human beings, uh, we limit ourselves and we feel like we're not capable of certain things. So maybe you, you lost, you know, an opportunity to do something one time or maybe you tried something and you failed and then that was it. You just shelved it and you're like, never again. You know, remember that one time you refer back to it. Yeah. But in another uh, podcast I did, I said, become your wins, not your losses. Become your wins, not your losses. Become your wins, not your losses. And what that means to me essentially is, you know, you have to give power and favor all the things in your life that empower you. Exactly. You know what I mean? Focusing more on your strengths than your weaknesses, would you say? Or is it still more just focus on what just you're getting Just focus done? on all of it, you know? Yeah. Because there is still strength in weakness, you know? There you is. never lose. You only learn. Ah, you know what I'm saying? So yep. unless the only way that you actually lose is if you don't try. And if you give up. And you give up. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I, I'm a firm believer in I'm not going to start anything that I have no intention of finish. finishing. 
You know what I mean? Yes. And I'll say yes to a lot of things and I'll step outside of my comfort zone. But I also believe another quote. I'm like full of quotables <laughs> today. I'm not going to lie. Bring them on, man. We love yeah. them here. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, my one of, one of the quotes that I live by that gives me power is you don't need wings to fly. Hmm. Take the leap and grow them on the way down. Uh, uh, so, you, OK, so it, it gives me the vibe of um, basically you don't need to know it all. Mm-hmm. You just need to know enough. Right. Sometimes you don't even need to know it at all. Sometimes you just have to just I don't want to say fake it till you make it. Yeah. Because that's not the type of energy that I want to bring around it. But it's more of like just believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Yeah. Believe in your capabilities. Okay. It's not that serious. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just try and challenge yourself. Try and bring yourself to a moment where, you know, you have these opportunities that you can say yes to. Yeah. Obviously, it's not that easy. I think getting the opportunities is harder than actually the execution of the opportunity itself. Keeping the opportunities is, is a challenge itself. And keeping you know? the opportunities uh, as well. But I find, you know, in certain circumstances, once you have accomplished something, yeah. it gives you the momentum of capabilities to be able to continue to do more. To keep so going. for the people watching, the way I look at it is like, this is what you're capable of. This okay. is what you know your skills and your talents are. Okay. The second you step outside of that comfort zone and you do something, yeah. whether you achieve it, or you don't, yeah. now you still have a stronger, you know, circle of awareness of what you can and can't do. Yeah. You I know, see. and the more I that see. you continue to grow, the yeah. more you realize who you are and who you aren't. Uh-huh. So it only, you continue to feed this, uh, this, this methodology essentially of understanding mm-hmm. who you truly are at the core. And what you can do. So I just say yes do. to everything because at first I started here, but now I'm like, no, I can do this. Yeah. Right. So I'll just, you know, take any opportunity that I can, try it out. Some things I'm really good at, yeah. some things I'm not. Yeah. But it's up to me at the end of the day to determine, do I want to continue doing this or is this the end of the road for me in terms of whatever it is that I had committed myself to? Come on. So is the, would you say the talks with your dad, is that something that kind of just molded that mindset and you just kind of went down the rabbit hole and that brings you to who you are today? Is Absolutely. That, yeah. Along the way, who else has inspired you? Um, you know, <laughs> I've had a lot of mentors actually, uh-huh. uh, over my life. Yeah. And you know, what was funny is I always felt like, you know, I don't, I don't want to say it like this, but I always felt like I would be successful. You know what I mean? Say it like that. Please <laughs> do. Like, I, yeah, yeah. Like I don't want to come off as arrogant or anything, you know? To me, I feel like uh, we, we spoke about this off, uh, off camera and off mic, but having a little bit of that is, is necessary. Like, you got to feel as if you're going to be successful if you want to obtain it at all. Yeah, you have to believe in yourself first. Yeah. But what I want to say is I had a very strong support, like, network, network of support. Mm-hmm. Um, and all these people here around me had always been like, you got to do this. You, you'd be great for this. You'd be yeah. great for that. Yeah. And I'm just grateful to myself Thank for you. allowing myself to be in a state to receive and accept yeah. those blessings. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I've observed other friends who came from the same upbringing as me mm-hmm. and they w- I would see them try and apply themselves to do something and I would see their support system say, oh, who do you think you are all of a sudden? Oh, you think that you're going to do this? Oh, you know? And, the and haters, people, the negative. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't until I started observing other people around me, uh, you know, having a lot of unsupported people in their lives that I yeah. began to appreciate the people that I had in my life. And through that, you know, I was able to just meet more mentors who 
believed in me and just really told me like, you got to go for this. You'd be great for this yeah. and help kind of align me to my purpose. So, uh, you know, I can't quite put my finger on one person, one but person. there's been a lot of people that have been instrumental to me becoming who I am today. As it usually tends to be. I, n- I know that as on, on this journey, we don't always keep uh, a tab of everybody because I think inspiration comes in small form. Sometimes it doesn't always come direct through the pre- people that we know. But how do you deal uh, with that on your journey? How do you deal with haters or the negativity? How, is, how does that affect you and how do you, you know, get rid of it? Yeah, and I'm actually happy <laughs> that we're talking about haters today. <laughs> you got some haters yeah. in the bill. Okay, oh, let's go. For sure, bro. For Getting sure. rid of them. For sure. But <clears throat> in terms of haters, this is what I always say. Okay. Haters are just confused fans. Uh. Haters are just confused <laughs> fans. And what I mean by this is at the end of the day, energy is energy. Energy is energy. A hater will actually spend just as much time, if not more, focusing negative energy on you so technically they're a fanatic because they're obsessed with you they're obsessed with you you know now whether or not they're actually vocalizing and putting that energy into the universe saying you know f air and this f air and that or whatever it is Mm -hmm. to some degree there is you know uh, a frequency of energy that is being produced by these people yeah now if you comment on my instagram and you're talking shit you just then yeah. then I know how to address that because I'm trying to understand the source and root of your pain. Exactly. And usually because oh, I study a lot of psychology here. <laughs> usually I, it's it's an insecurity and yeah. I've helped a lot of my haters and convert them into actual supportive fans. You know that's that's almost uh it's very similar to um the 48 laws of power. One of them is very similar to that same thing is turning your enemy into uh basically an your ally, work, yeah. An ally. Yeah, turning your enemy into an ally. That's okay. And that takes a lot. And it takes a lot as a person to recognize that. It's about listening. Okay. Because people will tell you everything that you need to know about them without it ever even saying a word. If you, uh, could, if you have the opportunity to read people's body language, yeah. reverting back to me saying, you know, I study psychology a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like, you know, uh, micro expressions that you could pick up on. Yep. So I can accredit myself, not to cut you off because I want to come back to the topic, no, but, no. you know, I meet people I, on a daily basis. I probably meet like, 50 to 100 people. Okay. You know, which is a considerable amount. That's and that's it, seven that days is. a week. So I'm meeting about a thousand people a week. A week. Wow. You know what yeah. I mean? And I can sense people's energy. And I like to say that I always bring people into my world. Okay. And my world is a place of positivity. It's a place of support. It's a place of we can all make it. You know, mm-hmm. I live by a quote actually. One of my own quotes Let's is go. if we're not all winning, mm-hmm. we're not winning at all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I just truly believe that I've been put on this earth to, as I mentioned, my purpose, bring people together and elevate them. Uh-huh. So when I see people and I could feel their energy, I could read their body language. Sometimes it'll be like in the elevator, it'll be at Whole Foods, it'll be wherever. I'll just strike up a conversation. I don't even think about what I'm going to say. I just approach the person, I say something, yeah. and I'm pulling them into my world of positivity. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to empower them. I'm trying to make their day. I'm trying to leave them off better than how I found them adding value wherever you can yeah and it's something that you know I can credit myself and say like I'm I'm pretty good at it when yeah. it comes to you know making people smile or making people feel valued or appreciated like I love doing that like yeah. I wish I could get paid to do that uh, you know? <laughs> yes. it, I mean technically you are I mean if you're giving the speeches I, I and I caught one of your uh, speeches you gave recently right or yeah, right when I moved here okay man the, not even it hadn't even been in LA for a week and, and you was, had already given given a speech yeah you want to dive in talk a little bit about that uh yeah I mean it was just really cool I was just approached by my buddy 
um, you know, and, and a team at this like celebrity charity event. And I just got to know them and they kind of just fell in love with my character and my story, I suppose. Yeah. And they're like, we think it would be really empowering for people to hear who you are, what you've been through, what your next moves are, yeah. you know, um, and all these things. But I think why that was powerful to me wasn't was just because it kind of set the tone of like, hey, I just moved to L.A., haven't even been here a week. I'm, 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 I'm in Hollywood. Like to be from Canada, you know, to be in Hollywood is like, wow, I've yeah. been to this my whole life. Dream, and, yeah. and people want to hear what, what I have, to, have say. to say. Yeah. Like Hollywood, L.A., California, it, they've seen it all. Yes. You know, but I yes. do feel like I bring an energy and a presence here that is maybe unfamiliar to unfamiliar. some people and mm -hmm. i love it because it's not something to make people uncomfortable it's just to kind of shake and wake people up exactly you know so i was really happy and that whole speech was actually talking about vulnerability uh-huh you know talking about hey listen for every 10 uh for every one success you see on my instagram there's 10 failures behind it yeah you know? yeah so i'm like listen like pretty much the speech is like yo i'm dope i do this i do this i do this i do that yeah but I struggle with <laughs> I this struggle and with that this. and this and that. Yeah. You know yes, what I mean? Do. I'm still human, right? Yeah. So I didn't want, I like the whole thing for me is to make sure that people don't view me as larger than life. Mm -hmm. I want people to know, hey, I came from nothing. Hey, I'm self-made. Mm -hmm. And hey, look where I am. I'm in a position right now where you guys are sitting here listening and hanging on to every word of what I'm saying, applauding on every word that I'm saying, yeah. you know, giving you guys value. I want you to understand this didn't happen overnight. And exactly. I want you to know, even though I'm still standing here and you guys are listening to my my words and it's resonating with you, I still have a whole bunch of things that I'm not fully content with in my life that I need to surmount, I need to achieve, I need to triumph through. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that was like, uh, you know, like a come to God type of moment for me in the sense <laughs> of, you know, um, I'm starting a new chapter of my life. I feel like since I moved to Los Angeles, I have been more the truest version of myself than I've ever been in my entire life. Why? Well, what do you think, um, I guess, contributed to that? I mean, you know, not to talk smack, <laughs> but I think Toronto was very limiting for me. Got it. You know, I yeah. felt like I, I had more that I had to achieve. And I feel like as much as I enjoyed my time, my six years in Toronto, mm -hmm. um, I feel like there was a lot of people that held me back from achieving success or pushing myself forward. Okay. There was a lot of people that were supportive, but I felt like if I'm actually going to give a ratio, I'm going to say I felt like there was more hate towards me in that city than there was positivity. positivity. And I started to really realize that a lot of people only wanted to use me uh, and be to a help part advance, of the advance themselves. And I started more than 50 businesses in huh. Toronto for free pro bono for my friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And because I'm so excited to start new things, I'm just a creative, you know, mm -hmm. as we said, being a Virgo, it's, it's one of our traits. We're it is one of our traits. Yeah. And we love to help people out. But what I had noticed was, is I would set these people up for success and they would do absolutely nothing with it. Uh, that is the worst. Yeah. That's a waste of your time in this. Yeah. I'm like, literally I built you this bridge. And you won't even cross to it. your purpose. Yeah. And you're not even going to cross it. I put in more, I've worked on you and your passion more than you have yourself. And that was disheartening to see. So I felt like I need to be in a city where 
the city can provide more for me as opposed to me being able to provide more to the city. Gotcha. You know, and that's just where I was at that time. Yeah. Now I'm here in LA and I feel very much like the city has so much to offer. It does. And I feel like I have a lot to contribute to it in my own sense. And that is key. Yeah. I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. I'm trying to find myself mm -hmm. as a cog in here to just kind of keep things in motion. Yeah. But um, ultimately, yeah, I, I feel more connected to myself since I've been here because I feel I had a lot of psychological setbacks back home i felt like people were judging me a lot i felt like i had no privacy mm -hmm. I felt like everything that i did was being monitored you know what i mean yeah whereas here uh you know los angeles is so accepting of everyone and it's everything definitely it's a lot more open-minded it's more open way more open-minded you yeah. know and what i love here is that they've seen it all you know everyone's seen yes. it all <laughs> so i don't feel intimidated by anything because you know, I'm not trying to be a celebrity. I'm not trying to be the best of the best of anything. I'm literally just trying to enjoy having meaningful moments with the people that I encounter every day. Let's go. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not even about the money, man, because, like, you're not taking money with you to the grave. It's not. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Everything that I do is about empowering and elevating the frequency of, like, you know, the human species yeah. during my who even knows how many years I'm going to be around, but I'm at peace with myself, and that's that's really important. So let's let, let's let's hop back before we go further. Haters, okay. Yeah. We, 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 we're we're jumping yeah. on haters. How, how how do you deal with them, and how do you deal with setbacks? Like, I had a huge problem with haters. Okay. Growing up, since I got my Instagram online, uh -huh. um, you know, I just I couldn't uh, I couldn't imagine. That people could be so mean and heartless uh, yes. to, to another human being because I was never like that. I'm not a jealous person, uh -huh. you know. And it's funny because when I see people doing good, even if there's somebody that I feel like maybe took a shortcut to whatever it is, mm -hmm. I still big you up because I'm like, well, shit, you're you do you're doing it. You're you did doing it. the work. Yeah, I can never I can never hate on people that maybe I don't maybe I don't I'm not a fan. But I'm a fan of their work ethic. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? I won't put someone down. Exactly. Well, not but, my but, but, I, but I also won't support someone that I feel is maybe undeserving of an opportunity. Exactly. But still, I will always respect and recognize if they have that opportunity. Exactly. So there's a difference there. It's multi-layered in the sense when uh, you know a hater is talking to you. And I've been able to convert a lot of haters into fans, as I mentioned. Yeah. And I used to see people like comment on my Instagram just hateful shit, right? For no reason. And I felt so compelled to justify myself to these people and prove mm, myself to these people. That's what they want. Yeah, they want they want to open up that can of worms, you know? Mm -hmm. And these people are just trolls. Like, you know, like yep. whether they're happy or not with their life or whatever the source of their pain is, yeah. they try and just bring you down to their level. So crazy. I used to try and like justify it. I converted a lot of my haters into fans and stuff like that. But something weird of like when I hit 30 or something, I just... Stop giving a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Less fucks given. Less fucks given, bro. You should, yeah. You and it's should. weird because I woke up on my 30th birthday uh -huh. and I didn't ever think that there would be such a shift. But when, when I tell you, and I'm not the only person that said this, when I woke up on my 30th birthday, it was like I had stepped into a portal. Ah. You know, and I just felt like what it is is auditing your life. Yes. When I hit 30, I said, hey, Aaron, you thought that by the time that you're 30 years old, you would have this. Yeah. You would do this. Yeah. You would be here. Yeah. You would that. Da, da, whatever it is, uh -huh. you know? Okay. Now we audit and appraise your life. Yes, you did that. No, you didn't do that. No, you're still working on this. Whatever it is. So yeah. it was a reality check okay. of my life. 
And somewhere deeply within that was the who gives a fuck what anybody thinks. Mm -hmm. They're not putting food in your mouth. They're not paying your bills. Mm -hmm. Their opinions don't matter and they don't have any power unless you give power to them. So whenever I encounter a hater, now I just, it's not even like I brush it off. It's just I'm so secure within who I am and my belief and understanding of who I am and what I'm capable of and what I'm not capable of Mm -hmm. that when I see someone comment something and I'm like, you don't know shit about me. You uh-huh. only know what I want you to know. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. They think you they only- know you because they see uh, they see the pictures, they see the images, they see you interacting, but they don't know you as a human being. They don't know you like outside of that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I find that it's funny because I don't remember who I was having this conversation with. I think it was one of my boys actually earlier uh, yesterday. It humanizes you when you actually get to encounter a hater in person. Uh, you know what I mean? Okay. And yeah. it's humbling for them in a sense because they're just, you know, talking shit 24-7 online. They're safe behind their computer or their phone or whatever it may be. But when they see you in person and they have an opportunity Hold to it. interact with you to some degree, I've gotten so many times people are like, man, I thought you were a jerk. I thought you were a douchebag. I thought you were a narcissist. I thought you were full of yourself. I thought you were arrogant, whatever it is. But now that I actually know you, like, I was wrong. Yeah. Low-key, bro, I was, like, jealous of you and stuff. You know, so I'm just like, bro, it's cool. Like, I get it. Like, I trust me. I know how I appear on social media. Sometimes I look through my own posts on Instagram and I'm like, I cringe because I'm like, oh, like, (laughs) why did you post that, Aaron? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you're just opening the door for more criticism, for more criticism. Exactly. So, yeah, you know, um, in terms of the haters, I just as I said, I just try and understand the source of their pain. And now whenever someone comments on my Instagram, because you could see it in your notifications. Mm-hmm. I used to, as I said, I used to justify myself and explain myself to, or try to prove myself to these people. But now I just literally highlight it and I delete it from there so I don't have to see it. Yes. Out of sight, out of mind. Out of sight, and it's not mind. that, oh, it hurts or oh, I'm better than you guys and I don't have time for this. It's just I don't have any room in my heart, in my soul, in my being, in my life to um, accept any of that type of energy. You and know what you I mean? should not. You need to guard your mind and you got got to guard your emotions as well. Like guard all of that because if you allow that to seep in, then you just have issues long down down the road. You never know how you feel and one day you pull up and you see a negative comment. You don't know how that's going to be. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. destroyed my weeks yeah. sometimes. You know, I'm like, damn, is that really what people think about me? If yeah. one person had the courage or balls to say it imagine how many other people are seeing the same thing and seeing the same way Mm -hmm. but now it's out of sight out of mind you know you comment on my stuff you talk shit you're not going to get a response from me because the number one way to disarm a bully is with no response at all there you go you know what i mean so i'm just like oh yeah like I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing yeah. for the rest of my life. How long can you sustain coming to my Instagram and talking shit? Are you going to outlive me and you're going to do that and that's going to be like your primary purpose in life? Yeah. It's not realistic. It's not. It's not sustainable you know? at all. So they'll talk shit maybe for two, three months and stuff like that. And after that, you never hear from them again. So um, you're moving on to acting, right? Mm-hmm. Um how does it feel transitioning and uh, what, what challenges are you, you you're coming upon? I mean, acting was my first passion <clears throat> ever since I was young. Yeah. And it's the last thing that I'm committing myself to just because it means so much to me. Got it. You know, we talked about this a little bit before. And for me, I don't find acting to be challenging. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that in disrespect to anyone else. Mm -hmm. I think I'm just aware of what I'm capable of and what I'm not capable of. Of course, there's a lot. Like, acting is not 
like a one, you know, stream type of thing, business or thing, you know, or pursuit. Uh, It's very multifaceted in terms of, do you have to cry on camera? Yeah. You know, can you laugh on camera? Can you improvise on camera? Control of emotion is very important when, as an actor, it seems. Yeah. And I'm happy that you said that because I feel like I'm very aware of my emotions and stuff like that. And Uh I can kind of extract different emotions to appear a certain way on film. Yes. You know, and um, that's why I've saved it as the last thing that I want to achieve. I've I've achieved generally everything that I've wanted to in this life so far, Uh (laughs) Um, except for acting. Okay. Right. So that's something that I'm starting to break into a little bit more now with some more intention. And um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's got me excited. It's got me, you know, I'll never say that I'm nervous about anything, but okay. it's just, uh, I'm not quite where I want to be in terms of the acting yet, but I really feel like uh, within the next 12 months, you guys are going to see some, some exciting stuff for sure. What would be the perfect situation? Marvel, nigga. Ah! <laughs> you, would do, you would do Marvel over DC? I mean, come on, bro. I'll take any yeah, of them, Marvel, bro. Marvel, come on. Marvel, I just want to be a superhero, <laughs> bro. Why do you think I'm let's spending go. like 10 hours in the gym every day? Let's I'm go. Joking. That's all you need. Uh, okay, let's do you it. You know, I mean, I think it would just be cool. I think it would be fun. I think it's just exciting. It's not one of those like, ah, oh, it's always been on my bucket list to be in Marvel. But it's just like Why they're not? making money there. Yeah, they are. They have a big broad audience and fan base i'm a fan of marvel dc i'm a fan of comics i'm a fan of superheroes yeah Uh, i'm a fan of that whole stuff i think it's just fascinating and it's just in terms of imagination i think it's really cool that they can paint these stories and create what they're doing it's just i don't know it's it's interesting to me so i would either like to be you know, a hero or a uh, anti-hero. Yeah. <laughs> anti-heroes are dope, son. Like, I, I think some of their movies are very... I didn't know much about uh, Deadpool until yeah. the movies really came out. Like, I yeah. heard very little. And I'm just like, this anti-hero shit is kind of fire. Like, yeah. it, it's a cold-ass... Uh, they it's play just real. Well. Yeah, it's, it's just real. It's more real, realistic, it, it you know? It's not all sunshine and rainbows and unicorns and butterflies and shit. Life isn't just... It's just not like that. It's just not like that. You know, it's just not televised like that. Um, but yeah, no, I think something like that would be dope. I would love to be in power. Ah, I think, you know, let's go. I think that'd be hard. Um, but yeah, you know, just in terms of acting, bro, it's just wherever the universe takes me, man. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not high strung or anything, bro. Like everything is just fun. Like I just want to have fun in this life. You know, I don't take myself too seriously. Yes. I have multiple occupations. Yes. I'm very, you know, disciplined in everything that I do. Yes, everything I do has a lot of calculated thought and intention behind it. Okay. But I don't take myself seriously. How do you do that? Like, how, how, how do you not take yourself seriously if you have so much going on? Honestly, it's kind of weird to say, and, you know, I don't want to lose some of our listeners here, but I just feel to some degree like I'm anointed. Yes. You know, I just feel this presence and this energy inside of me. And it's not even something that I recognized within myself. Yeah. As much as I mentioned, it was something that others had recognized in me. Yeah. So people were just like, you're different. You're, you know, um, you're far beyond your your years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was like 18 years old, people were telling me they're like, you have like the wisdom of like a 40 year old man. Yo, that is so crazy. So did you did you? That, that comes from those talks with your dad. That, that comes that's from exactly talking to where adults. It comes from. Keep it going. Go ahead. Yeah. So so that's kind of uh, the foundation of what allowed me to just 
I guess, think different mm-hmm. since a young age and having two older brothers as well had an impact too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I just have this deep feeling within me that I just know that everything's going to be okay and that I'm going to make it, you know, like I'm not a lazy person. Yeah. I put a lot of time and energy and effort into everything I do. Mm-hmm. I promised myself a few years ago, I'm only going to do things that I love. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? And it's not about the money again. But yeah, everything that I'm doing in my life is, is an extension of what I love to do, you yeah. know? And I don't know, I just, uh, I can't take myself seriously because I just have this notion that everything's just gonna work out. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes from internal peace. You know, I'm at peace with my life. Like, I was saying this since I was like 22 years old. I was like, I've lived such a fulfilled life at 22 that even if I die now, you'll be satisfied. I'm still satisfied and I'm at peace with my life. And I'm not saying that that's for everyone. And I'm not saying that I know how I got to that, Yeah, but it's just life. I just know that life has so much more in store for me. And that's what keeps me going to be honest. Yes. You know, it's like when I feel down, cause I do have down days and I feel like things aren't going how I want them to, or maybe they're taking longer. Um, which honestly hasn't even really happened since I got here. Like things I'm overwhelmed, bro. Like, yeah, like okay. I'm, I'm, Locked down. I'm locked down, bro. Okay. Like even today almost didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> because you know how how many different opportunities are around me. Around you, yeah. But yeah, no, since I since I've been here, um, you know, I, I I have my down days, but I just remind myself of how far I've come. Yeah. And uh everything is just kind of falling into place for me and I'm just you know, I can't stop, man. Like it's you shouldn't. You yeah. shouldn't. So being a you, you would consider yourself a master communicator, would you? Absolutely. Okay. So tell me, what's the benefits of that? And how how have you been able to use that and utilize that for what you do? Okay. So I don't know if I want to share one thing, <laughs> but I might. And I, I, the only reason I don't know if I should share is because I told this to someone the other day. Um, and she was like, yeah, don't t- ever tell anybody that. But I'll share it. Go for it. Please do. She, I told her, I said, one of the secrets of my success is actually downplaying and playing dumb. <laughs> I see where you're going. Right? Well, okay. And the reason that I do that is just because when you come from a stance of humility, uh-huh. people are more inclined to want to help you out. Exactly. If you come from bravado and arrogance and cockiness, yeah, I got life on fucking lock. I don't fucking need anyone for fucking anything. Yeah. Then people are like, all right, well, fuck, fuck you then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. Yeah, yeah. You think you got it figured out? Cool. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to stay tight lipped on this opportunity that I could have given you. But if you come from a place where you're just naive, maybe, or not aware of like, you know, whatever it is that the opportunity may be, then people are not only happy to give you the opportunity, but happy to help your hand through the opportunity. Yeah. And being a Virgo, as both of us are, we have this voracious desire for information, for knowledge. So sometimes having someone walk you through something is more empowering than the person that's actually qualified for the opportunity to just show up and do what they need to do. Maybe they're on autopilot and they're already familiar with it. Maybe that's the one thing that they do that they're really good at. Yeah. I feel like I have a lot to offer. I feel like I have multiple skills. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, in terms of communication, I find sometimes downplaying yourself can really, um, you know, allow others to give you opportunities that you may not have. Yeah. Um, but uh, there was something else I wanted to say. I just kind of lost no, my no, train no, of thought yeah. there. No, okay. I totally forgot what I was just going to say. Well, I, when it I comes, to, you know, <laughs> dive back into it. Uh Let's move to how being out here, 
how's the the dating life? How how's that going for you? Don't do don't, <laughs> don't do me like this, bro. <laughs> don't do me like this, bro. <laughs> you want to keep going or do we want to talk? Know. We, we might have to change topics. Okay, let's. let's but <laughs> I'll say this. I don't know, man. It's a double-edged sword out here. Yeah. It's different than Toronto. Okay, I'll say that. Okay. But you know, when I came here, I wasn't focused on you know dating any of these girls or anything like that. I was very much telling them hey, I need to establish myself here. This is my primary objective. Yeah. Yes, you know, I've had some fun encounters, mm -hmm. let's call them, with, uh, you know, some beautiful women. Fun encounters. <laughs> some fun <laughs> encounters. Um, you know, so that's always enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely helps with the tension and the new video, getting adjusted. Yeah. <laughs> that's enjoyable. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's funny because when I was telling these these girls here mm -hmm. that yeah i'm not interested in a relationship i need to establish myself they would chase me more and then a few months ago this girl kind of came into my life did me dirty a mm. little bit mm. and has changed my perspective on everything i'm like okay you know what i'm yeah. ready to settle down i can't keep dealing with all these girls here and trying to talk to multiple women at once and yeah. remember who you know, you're Scorpio, you're a Virgo, you're a Capricorn, you're a nurse, Come on, it gets you're deep. a real estate agent, like all these things. I'm like, I'm, I'm giving too much energy to uh, to people that essentially aren't going to be in my life for long or they're not going to add value to my life or to my being. Yeah. Right. So I changed my whole perspective. I said, I'm trying to settle down. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to find wifey right now. Yeah. And the funny thing about it was once I start telling that to girls, they want nothing to do with me. Damn. So, yeah, so it's a little wow. bit of a, of a mind fuck because it it's is. like reverse psychology. You know, I think women really like the guy that's unattainable, you know, because I it see. creates that chase. That chase. Whereas when you're here and you're so available and you're like, listen, I'm ready to settle down and find my wife. Then girls are just like literally like I'm not to be like vulgar about it, but literally girls are just like, well, I just want to fuck. And they have some that are like that. And yeah. it's crazy when you're thinking, hey, I want to settle down. I'm thinking about you, but it's just like, ah. Yeah, and I'm off that. It's a mind fuck. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I'm off that, yeah. you know? And it's funny because, like, maybe the old me would be like, all right, whatever, fine. Like, let's do let's it. have some, some fun encounters. Yeah. Uh, but now I just straight up tell them, I said, okay, well, you know what? And these are beautiful women, too, like models. And yeah. I'll tell them, I'll be like, well, it sounds like we're looking for different things. Um, so we could be friends. That's cool with me. There you know is. what I mean? Yeah. And uh, sometimes, you know, that changes their perspective on things. I don't know. I think social media has kind of tainted the hell out of dating. A little bit. You know, but I'm yes. still hopeful in love. I wasn't always a big believer in love. I've had heartbreaks many times, been cheated on wow. before, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just try and keep a, a positive, open mind. But I truly believe that a significant other and partner is going to come into your life when you are in love with yourself you know what I mean? When you have established who you are, that energy will naturally attract the person that's the best for you. I do. And I believe if relationships have to be met 50-50 in the yeah. middle. Yeah. You know, I find a lot of girls in L.A., you know, they're, they, uh, shit, I'm talking shit now. <laughs> they, they don't have much substance, okay? Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, or they have a misguided perception of what life, love, and really companionship is. actually is. Mm-hmm. Right. So what I notice is a lot of these women will not even come five percent of the way. It's like you have to chase them all the way just so that they can come five percent to meet you. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then when they meet you, it's it's more of what can you do for me rather than how can we grow and learn uh, together and fall in love. 
That's tough. Man. Partnership. Yeah. You know? And when you don't have someone that wants to be in a partnership or even understand the the significance of that, that, that can definitely be, again, what you said earlier, a mind fuck. Uh, especially when you're out here looking for it. You know, you're, yeah. you're searching for it. Because when you're not searching for it, well, I ain't gonna lie, we, we tend to fuck it up ourselves too. Like, we'll pass it up. We'll, we'll, at least in my, you know, my experience, I've avoided sometimes, you know, getting too deep at the time because you're not ready for it. Mm. When you're ready for it and you find that other people are just like, eh, it's, or. Yeah, it's the strangest thing, man, because yeah. I don't like to play games. There it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't like to play games. If I like a girl, mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm like, I mean, I guess this is considered weird now because apparently caring. And loving is not cool. It's not. It's know? not. <laughs> Apparently, you know, communication isn't cool, millennials. I don't know why you started that shit. Oh, my gosh. That's fucked It's up. like the less you care about someone, the, the more, more they they're going to want you, which is just disgusting and that backwards. That is so bad. Yeah, and I don't fuck with it, man. So it's like when I see a girl, like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very much trying. I'm like, I'm old school, man. I'm trying to, like, woo her. Yeah persuade her and court her and like you know be like let's do this i'd like to get to know you we don't have to have sex on the first date Mm -hmm. second date 15th date you know like if i want you to be like my girl type of thing yep you you know there's gonna be plenty of sex in the future there it is you know so my whole thing is like i want to get to know you i want to fall in love with your soul they think you're weird yeah, and they, think you're, and they actually think you're weird. They think Being you're weird. Being an over-communicator or a master communicator, they're just like, oh, my God, look at this guy. Like, he's so thirsty. He's just blowing up my phone, like, all the time. And I'm like, I'm actually trying to get to know you. Trying like, this to is add- what, like, I, I'm not, like, you know, Merlin or some shit. Like, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't, can't rub think? a crystal ball and tell me everything about your life. Like, yeah. I only know what you choose to tell me. Yeah. So it's tough because I try and keep these uh, conversations going with these women, but then... I realize that they're just really dry. Some can definitely be that way. You start asking questions that you, I'm not going to say you know, but you know they're not really getting those type of questions. Like when people yeah. call you different and they say that you're, you know, you're different and things of that nature, you're going to be asking questions that, that are just like more thinking. It requires a little bit more thought behind it and everything. And for, the, for them to call you thirsty, that deters a lot of men from like, pursuing even trying yeah. like even trying like who wants to be the next post on your instagram or your twitter talking about look who's in my dm or something like yeah. that like that is just not that's not fun at all that's that's not good it's tough and you know i it's something that i can't quite crack in terms of a code like yeah. there's no it, it's just really really individualized i just find older women are better communicators tend to be you know yeah. that's just you know they appreciate the attention they appreciate the conversation uh, the conversation they appreciate the punctuality in terms of responding to messages. They yeah. appreciate the long messages that are well thought of. They appreciate questions being asked that have depth yeah. and meaning mm-hmm. and substance and mm-hmm. value to it. Whereas, you know, younger girls, sure, yeah, they're beautiful and this and that, whatever. Maybe they're not established with who they feel they need to become yet. And mm-hmm. I think that it's a reflection of them. When you can't communicate with them, it's simply... Uh, like a defense mechanism is is what I'm determining, mm-hmm. you know, in the sense that they feel like someone's getting too close to seeing their true version of them and they feel like they have nothing to offer. So they'll ignore you or they'll push you away yeah. or they'll flake on plans and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which has happened to me too. Like I have no ego or anything about it. It's, it's like, it's not something that I even take personal. Like I'm sure some people will be like, ah, Good look, ah, you can't even pick up chicks, this guy, like, you, you know, <laughs> but it's, you know, 
I'm good though. <laughs> <laughs> like don't I'm, get it, don't get it wrong. Like I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> tell man. Him, tell him. I'm good. I'm straight. <laughs> yeah, I'm at a point where you know I've, I've had my fun. Okay? There it is. So is. yeah, so you know, it's just uh, I understand that it's a reflection uh, of them mm-hmm. and their own insecurity. There you go. So I never take those things personally. I'm never like, oh man, like yeah, I really do suck. Like this girl's not even messaging me back. Like, yeah. No, I'm just like. You got some things you need to work on with yourself. Don't even need to talk about it or address it. Handle it. But I'm moving on. Yeah, you have yeah. to. Keep the ball rolling. So if you were to, because uh, I, I definitely see it in your future. It's it got to be down the road. A book. What would you title your book? I already know it. Come on. I have a few different titles. I mean, sure, sure. Which one you want to share? You ain't got to share the one, but, you know, let, fill us in. Like, what, what, what would be I like? I like lessons learned in life. By legend. By legend. Either that or legend in the making. Legend in the making. Or legend life. So what do what, what do these things like? What what significance do these titles hold? Like, why would you call it the lessons in life by legend? Because I feel like if I wrote a book, it wouldn't necessarily be like a biography. Got it. It would just be maybe a series of anecdotal experience and things that I lived through, you know, like, I don't know how I would break it up in terms of chapters that this chapter would be about relationship. This chapter would be about business. This chapter would be about trauma. Mm -hmm. This chapter would be about psychology. I'm not quite there. I've, I've actually, I started to write a book. Oh, that's good. I mean, I'm shelving it. No pun intended. Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I need to revisit it just because my life is uh, continuing to it's just it's unfold. so crazy it's like a tornado yeah. since i moved here you know yeah. like there's so much opportunity so yeah i'm not quite at a spot where i feel like um you know i can even afford to sit down and just write things out Fair. but um yeah no i think it would just be uh, about different experiences and things that i've gone through that people might not have known and mm-hmm. mostly about perseverance i think is is kind of going to be like the underlying theme across everything is just not giving up not giving up not because when you started in the how how old were you when you started uh, bodybuilding i think i think i was 22 i'm pretty sure i was 22 if you can take us back to that point where did perseverance like how important like the key in continuing to pursue you know i had opportunities to make history for canada so for me that drove me and i never treated my competitions as fun. Hmm. I treated it as business. It's business. To me, going to the gym, making sure that my meals were eaten and weighed a certain way, mm-hmm. drinking a certain amount of liters of water, yeah. doing a certain exercise for a certain amount of reps, mm-hmm. uh, getting all my cardio in, to me, I envisioned it as like a checklist. So it's like, did I complete all my tasks for the day? For the day. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Put that day behind you. Today was a win. Tomorrow. Same thing. Rinse wash, repeat. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I just, I think that's why I was really successful is because I, I, I held it, um, you know, as a business in in the regards of like handling it like a business. Um, so that whole time of my life was very instrumental to becoming who I am today in terms of the discipline that I learned through that, uh, professional athlete career. Mm -hmm but also the kind of connections that I made through that industry that helped me springboard into other industries. I never thought that I was going to stay in the bodybuilding, you know, industry for a long time, honestly, Mm -hmm. like no disrespect, not my favorite industry. There's a lot of things in there that I would personally change. Mm -hmm. Um, But with that 
being said, I learned a lot about who I am through that time. I met a lot of great people that helped bring me one step closer to my purpose. And that was the biggest shifting point in my entire life Yeah, was once I committed myself to that. Because I was, you know, even though I knew my purpose and stuff, I was kind of lost, mm. you know. Um, and it wasn't that I was searching for something. I was just kind of like, well, whatever is going to happen is going to happen. You know, I had interest in a lot of different things. But the second I got into the competitions, I was like, I'm going to take this as far as I can mm-hmm. and I'm going to stop. That's why. That's why I said. And you feel like you took it as far as you could. I mean, being I took it all the fucking way. Yeah, you took it all the <laughs> way, and that's as far. As, I mean, you made history. Yeah. So that yeah, that, few times. I, yeah, I was about to say like yeah. that. That makes sense. Yeah. So you know that was a good indication of okay, now I can pivot and segue out of this industry and start taking over other industries, and um, yeah, everything just started to fall into place after that. Like covers of magazines. Uh, you know, talking on live TV, training mm-hmm. celebrities, mm-hmm. Um, you know, acting projects and stuff like that. And yeah. I think the more I show the world that, no, I'm more than just my body, the the world kind of accepted me. Yeah. You know, maybe not so much in Toronto, as I said, you know, there, I felt like there was a lot of people in that time that were Still. really trying to hold me back yeah. from my potential. But uh, I persevered and, I, you know, I aligned myself with people that were very supportive mm. and were like, Dude, like reminding me too, like you're fucking Aaron Legend, bro. Yeah, you did this and this and this and this and this. It's like a, like it's like a movie, you know. Yeah, you got to like remind your hype yourself. man in your corner, and you're like, they're like, yeah, I did. Yeah, you're <laughs> right, I did do that, you know. <laughs> so it's like it's so funny because I lived every single experience. Yeah, th- that I've been through. Mm-hmm. But it's so funny. It's, I shouldn't say it's funny, but it's really empowering to see how other people recognize and remember you yeah that's one of my favorite things about life yeah you know i like to encounter somebody or go through my instagram this is like one of my ultimate favorite things is to go through my instagram and see someone say like in um like a private message like hey i don't know if you remember me but about eight years ago you bumped into me at starbucks or something and you gave me this really inspiring speech and i really needed it that day and ever since then such and such and such in my life has changed so i can literally accredit the most defining and changing moment of my entire life was after I met you and we had that five minute conversation. Powerful. You know what I mean? Empowering people. Yeah. So like that, like just like touches my soul, man. Cause like fuck money, fuck a Ferrari, fuck a Gucci belt, bro. Fuck all that, bro. Being able to touch someone with the Midas touch and empower them and their life is huge. It's huge. And Tupac said, I'm not saying that I'm going to change the world. But I guarantee that I'll spark the mind that does. Yeah. And that's how I feel in my life. I feel like God has blessed me with some type of energy to empower and elevate other people. And it would be an insult and disrespectful to humanity for me not to take advantage of these skills here in terms of communication yeah. and be able to use it for good to empower people. Yes. I don't care about materialistic things. I've talked about this before. I don't care about man-made things. I care about energy. I care about making memorable moments. Yes. You know what I mean? So whenever I get messages like that, it just like sets me on fire, bro. You know what I mean? It should. Yeah. And it should because those, again, if somebody could pinpoint a change in their life and you were the catalyst for that, mm-hmm. You, how many people get that? Like, not everybody get the opportunity to say, I actually helped change someone's life. I can say proudly that I've helped change over... Many. I mean, actually, I can't even put a number on it, man, because it, it's just going to sound it's just gonna sound crazy if I actually say... Like, if I tell you right now, like, 
Somewhere within five thousand. Probably more than that. There it is. Yeah. Oh. So I'll just leave it there. I'll just leave it there. Wow. Definitely more than five thousand. Like a lot more than five thousand. <sighs> and that's like direct contact yes. with someone. Yes. You know, not even including like how many views that you got on, you know, Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, the the residual of that. Yeah. You know, um, I know that I've come in contact with at least at least twenty thousand people that wow. I, I know in person that I've empowered them to some degree. It's not that I have met twenty thousand people. I've probably already met like more than a million people. Like yeah, I mean you know, you I mean travel a lot, yeah. I go to a lot of events, I'm very social. Um, but I know for a fact that to some degree there's somewhere within the the, the ballpark of at least twenty thousand people I'm sure I've I've touched their life and empowered them to some degree. I'm Thank sure. Congrats, my brother. I am serious. Why I say that is because not everybody is that conscious to even... I think a lot of people, we are always affecting each other, but not everybody is conscious enough to say, like, yo, I, I'm really in tune to the point where I know that I'm affecting these people. I know how I'm acting. Yeah. That's, well, they that's tell me. This is how I know. And I'm not saying I got 20,000 messages. Yeah. I mean, in terms of how many messages that I've probably got where people were like, yo, you really did this, and, like, you're really you know, a good person or this was impactful for me or whatever. This inspired me or my life changed. Yeah. I could say I've probably received, I don't know, anywhere between 500 to a thousand messages, messages, which gotcha. is a considerable amount, Yeah, you know, but there have been a lot of occasions that I've bumped into someone or even somebody sends me a message and they say, Hey, by the way, you know, uh, such and such was talking about you and I'm just here on your page to like show you love yeah. because like, so-and-so said that you're a pretty good person yeah. or a decent person, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, um, you know, I'm following your page now and it's very inspirational. Like, you know, I, I'll get a lot of, um, good. Yeah. I'll get a lot of messages like that. And that's actually all I care about, man. You're probably wrong. You know why I say this? Because those people, those thousand, those 20,000, they're inspiring other people as well. Yeah. So through them, you live. It's compounded. It's compounded. And that's all, isn't that like, isn't that what life should be about, though? About what? Like, at the core of everything, shouldn't it be about helping to elevate all of us? Our human consciousness, our human spirit, the human yeah. potential is there. And yeah. it's only a and few people that actually take that as a, as a challenge, if you want to call it that. Yeah, I feel like I have the cheat codes in life. Like I said, I feel like, you know, God gave me some type of skill, <laughs> skills to be able to just navigate through life it's like i feel like i have the cheat codes yeah you know and um and like i said it would be a waste for me not to take advantage of that and to help empower other people too i'm glad you know so yeah i don't know it's just uh it's just i just it's just fun man <laughs> it's just fun bro it should be it yeah. should be make it as fun as possible bro so what tell me this what's next for you what's on the books <sighs> everything's confidential man i'm gonna be honest yeah <laughs> So there's, it's so there's a there's a few things I, I'm just gonna say in terms of acting, in terms of um, you know the music industry. There's a few things that I'm trying to navigate there, but you know there's not really one thing that I could kind of pinpoint and say, oh this is like watch out for this, mm -hmm. you know, because um, as much as I like to share with the viewers and the listeners about my next move and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Just life, my life has been so unpredictable. Gotcha. You know, like, for example, like, I'm my, my life is on a tra trajectory of what I think 
I want for myself based off of the network that I have, yes. based off of the conversations that I've had, mm-hmm. based off of the contracts that I'm signing. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm going like this. Mm-hmm. But even yesterday, I went to an event and I met someone uh, you know, of high status, mm-hmm. and they were like, you're incredible, and this, and this, and this. Let's get you into a meeting. Let's do this, 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 in terms of acting. It was an acting opportunity. Let's go. And now that's completely changed, like, the trajectory of my life, you know? Mm-hmm. Right? So it's never anything that, like, I don't like to always give up my next move because, like I said, most of this is confidential. Fair, <laughs> like, fair. there are certain things that I'm just not allowed to talk about just yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... You'll you'll see some more stuff in acting, mm-hmm. um, music related stuff, music mm-hmm. industry. Let's just say, um, I'm, I'm gonna drop an album actually, yeah, for no fucking reason. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, I'm gonna drop an album for no reason. Um, maybe this year. Oh. Yeah. Come on. Maybe I'll do it this year. Or, or, or what are we doing on, on this album? Are we singing? Are we rapping? A little bit of both? I can't sing. Okay. I can rap. Let's go. Um, so there's going to be some rap. Um, I'm going to try and sing. I mean, I'm going to have to probably Why use not? some auto-tuner. Or stuff, but like I said, bro, like, <laughs> you know, it's just life is just fun, man. I you just want to have fun. I just want to do it all, man. I know I'm not claiming I'm going to be the best singer. I'm not claiming I'm going to be the best rapper. I'm not claiming I'm going to be the best actor. I'm not claiming that I was the best athlete. Mm. I'm just claiming that I'm doing things on my term, my way, and I'm having motherfucking fun with it. Let's <laughs> be, man. So tell me this. What are the, what's the last book that you read? Um, I read, I'm actually like still, I, I've read, reread this book, but mm. I'm reading... And this is just going to sound so basic. Uh, how the subtle art of not giving a fuck. I think. Um, yeah. 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 Um, which I love. Which I needed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. Being. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I like that. I like. Uh, I was reading again. A new earth from Eckhart Tolle. Eckhart Tolle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, and that's who my father was reading at the time. You know, to help bring himself into the conscious state of awareness. Wow. So that book is very. Yeah. You know, Eckhart's teachings let's call it uh, is very um you know instrumental in my life like it's just there's a lot of um like novelty behind it Uh, it's very sentimental Mm -hmm. is what i wanted to say Mm -hmm. in the sense of um you know that's what my father would read you know so i just it just makes me feel closer to him it just makes me feel more consciously aware Mm -hmm. doing things with more intention rather than just letting things happen to me so I had that, and then I had another book called E-Myth, which was about entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah. okay. And okay. that was just a fun book that my one of my mentors a long time ago when I was still living in Ottawa before I moved to Toronto gave me, mm-hmm. and then it just disappeared. Ah. So I didn't get to finish it. And, I mean, you know, I was starting off my businesses at that time, so there was a lot of knowledge, knowledge, va- like knowledge and value in that. Yeah. But to me, I'm like, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I'm like, you know, I don't start anything without the desire of finishing it, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, ah, I have to finish this book. It's exactly. like, you know, it's just it, it it's just a Virgo yeah. trade, I guess. Oh you my know? gosh, you, no yeah. Stone oh oh my gosh, I, I <laughs> have I have one or two. I have a, a <laughs> book or two, and is it, it eats you up because it's almost like you motherfucker, you did everything else, but you're not gonna finish this book. It's like yeah. it, it, it it's taunts like you. You ain't shit. You ain't shit. <laughs> yeah, like, you gonna tell everybody else to go finish, but you're not yeah, gonna finish yeah, this book. Yeah, you ain't shit. Oh nigga. <laughs> gosh, it hurts so bad, yo. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, with that. With the books, with everything, with the albums, 
everything that's going on, wh wh where do you see yourself in the next year or two or next six months? I see myself continuing to enjoy my life here in California. Yes. Uh, I might, with two different businesses that I'm working with, be required to travel a lot. There you go. A lot. Like, mm -hmm. my technically employer, which is funny for me to say because I've been self-employed for, like, I think, like, to 10, maybe, no, maybe not that long. Maybe, uh, no, maybe about eight years. Eight, eight years, years okay. now I've been self-employed. Congrats. So I haven't had an employer, you know. Yeah. Um, but technically my boss now. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Contract's not signed yet, so ain't nobody my boss. But yeah. technically my boss was saying to me the other day that we might – be in 36 cities uh, in the next few months, I guess, before the end of the year, or just maybe in total for this project. Yeah. So that's exciting. Um, so I see myself traveling throughout the States more. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I have opportunities in Miami. Not a big fan of Miami, but, you know, I really like is. L.A., man. Yeah. I like California. I've always been feeling like I should have been born on the West Coast. There it is. But, you know, I just follow the vibes. Um, so... I see myself traveling the world. I see myself settling down with wifey, mm -hmm. wherever she's at. Mm -hmm. Power couple vibes. Yeah. You might meet her in Miami. Yeah. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe at the church in Miami somewhere. <laughs> and I don't mean church is chicken. I mean, you know, hallelujah. Yeah, at the cathedral, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But um, I see that. I see myself being a successful, recognized actor. Mm-hmm. I might get back into being a fashion designer. Yes. Um, you know, these are all just things that I've tried and had fun with, but yeah. I realized I had to shelf a few things because... In order to get other things I, done? I, yeah, I just, I couldn't fully commit to certain things. You know? And it eats you up. And it beats you up and yeah. eats you up, um, you know? So, yeah, I, I feel like there's a few things that I need to cement and nail down and once those things are are where they are and, and i know that they're not going to be disrupted or shaken by anything mm -hmm. then i'll start to pursue other things but also start to um kind of like like chill the fuck out okay you know like i've been going i work seven days a week every single day for the past eight years yeah you so know what you I mean? Gotta, you got to get to that point where you can just kick your feet up a little bit. I yeah. Mean, you know, enjoy the, the spoils of your work. I love everything that I do. This is what I said, you know, a few years ago. I made that promise. I'm only going to do what I love. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't feel like I'm not working or, or rather it doesn't feel like I'm working. I'm just like, oh, I wake up. I'm like, nice. I get to do this with this person today. Sweet. Mm -hmm. And like what I get to, to do. It. do awesome. Like yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. That's just kind of the trajectory that I see for myself. Um, I'll probably still stay in America, mm -hmm. probably California. I'll mm -hmm. settle down here. Why not? But, you know, I'm not tied to anything, bro. Like, if I'm going to end up in Bali or something, then <sighs> I'll go to Bali. If I go to Maldives, then that's where I'm at. If I'm Bali at, is beautiful. If I'm in Maldives, Australia, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. like, there's no attachment to anything. It's just yeah. I just let, you know, God and the universe just guide me, bro. Like, I'm really, like I said, I don't take my life that seriously mm -hmm. in, in those terms. I mean, as a Virgo... You know, I have my five-year plan, mm -hmm. but also for the most part, I'm uh, aware enough to know that anything could change in a matter of seconds. seconds. Yes. You know. Yes. So, uh, as we bring it to a close, what would you like to leave the people with? What What is some words of advice or encouragement? How would you like to, you know, in inspire or impact? I just want to say, 
you can't beat someone that doesn't give up. Hmm. You know? Hmm. And at the end of the day, your biggest battles are going to be fought with yourself. Yeah. And it's important to recognize paralysis by analysis. Hmm. Sometimes we overthink things. Mm-hmm. And as we were talking about before, we've tried to do something one time and we failed and we think that that's it. Mm-hmm. But w- you need to be hyper aware of the surrounding of whatever that opportunity may have been. Maybe you were in a bad place in your state of mind going into an opportunity and you don't even recognize it years later that you were just having a bad day and that's why you didn't perform to your best of your capabilities. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think it's just good to be aware, Mm -hmm. (coughs) to be hyper aware and self-aware of what you can and can't do. Mm -hmm. And sometimes don't give up on certain things that you may have quit in the past. It's okay to revisit things and really just try it again from a different ground, you know, from a higher ground or, you know, draw inspiration from within yourself from different facets of, of life and time and experience. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely can't beat someone that doesn't give up. And um, yeah, I had another thing I wanted to say, but now it's kind of slipping on me, man. <laughs> It's all it's good. It's exciting, man. We're going to have to do a round two of this. I'm with it, bro. Okay, we're going to have to do a round Aaron two. Aaron and Aaron. Aaron and Aaron. Like back we just, at it. Yes, sir. Back <laughs> at it again. You hear me? I like, can't it's wait. like the Bruce Brothers, but we're yeah. cool. I'll <laughs> be able to reveal some of these uh, confidential things probably in a few months. So I'll be like, okay, bro. Remember when I said Everything I couldn't say it? Everything happened. Yeah. We gotta gonna like, we're going to have to run those. the rewind real quick and be like, remember this? Remember yeah. this? He said yeah, it. He did yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, no, nah, man. I mean, life is just fun, guys. Just uh, don't take yourself too seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, put your whole heart into everything that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you know what I mean? Just just be aware of, of yourself. I remember what I was going to say. No, go for it. The final thing I'll say here is to confront yourself. Ah. Right? As I mentioned, most of the battles you'll have um, are going to be with yourself. Right. So it's important, even if it sounds corny, I say this (coughs) in all of my podcasts is that I look in the mirror sometimes into my own eyes and I say, like, Aaron, who are you? Mm -hmm. Who are you to yourself? Mm -hmm. Who are you to the world? Like, like, how do you perceive the world and how do you want the world to perceive you? Mm -hmm. Right. And these are things that help center me and align me and put me back on my purpose and path. You know what I'm saying? So everything that I do is very much like I love confronting myself. I love looking at myself in my eyes, <clears throat> in the mirror and being like just having a reality check really is what it is. And just mm-hmm. be like, dude, you're fucking up. Yeah. Dude, why did you do that? Dude, I'm so proud of you, bro. Like yeah. you did the thing so like today was yeah. the day, you know, we finally did it. Whatever yeah. it is. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think having that reality check with yourself is something that a lot of people don't have is they don't communicate with themselves. They don't confront themselves. Not enough. You know, and confronting yourself gives you a good marker of a benchmark of where you are Mm -hmm. in general with yourself Mm -hmm. and shit. Who should you have the strongest relationship with in life? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm going to say God first, (laughs) but then yourself, yourself. you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I don't know. That's that's probably the biggest piece of um, motivation that I can impart to the listeners is confront yourself, be real with yourself. Don't lie to yourself because the more you lie to yourself, the more you're going to look in the mirror and not recognize who's looking back at you. Exactly. 
Man, well, there you have it, guys. Uh, Aaron, do me a favor. Let everybody know where they can find you and how they can get in touch. Yeah, appreciate having me on, man. Um, this has been really important for me to be able to look within myself. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm, I'm on a high right now. You know, I feel great, and I'm definitely going to conquer the day. If you guys want to find more about me, it's Aaron Legend on Instagram. It's probably the easiest way to see what I'm up to. Aaron is E-R-E-N, Legend. Um, and yeah, I don't know if, if you guys are listening, drop a comment somewhere, send me a DM, say that you heard the podcast and, um, I appreciate you guys taking the time. There you have it. There it is. Another episode of code and culture. I really appreciate you guys tuning in today. Like always, if you found this to be interesting and you love it, please share it with a friend and family member and tell them to join in on next week's episode. If you're looking for all of the episodes, head over to the Coding Culture Instagram page and click the link in the bio. Or you can just hop on over to Everybody Loves Yazzie and click the link in that bio as well. So, like always, be great, be curious, be vigilant, be you. Peace.